Every day, over 350,000 new variations of malware hit the web. And while most organizations have attempted to mitigate these attacks, many antivirus and firewall technologies that worked in the past are no longer effective. Rocket IT helps you identify and update outdated technologies and processes that put your business at risk. To learn more about how Rocket IT can help protect your organization, click the link in this episode's description. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Thrive, Y'all. I'm your host, Jessica Clayton, and I'm the marketing coordinator here at Rocket IT. Today, I have Jennifer Cantor joining me. Jennifer, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. This is very exciting. I'm very happy to be here. So thanks for the invite. Yes. And so we are so excited to get to know all about you and what you do. So you are the principal and the co-owner of Rivers Academy. And so for some of our viewers who may not have ever heard of your school, could you kind of tell us, you know, what makes your school different and what your daily, you know, life is like as principal and co-owner? Sure. So Rivers Academy is a school that was started back in 2008 under a different name. We had started it as, it was called Chalk the Champions, and the founder and co-owner, or the founder and former owner of the school, decided on that name because she was thinking of, you know, taking athletes with chalk, you know, to chalk to champions. They were champions off off the court or off the gymnastics mats and you know, she loved that name. So it was funny when the school started, we had actually been in session probably for about three years. And then we found out that our our seniors and our high school students weren't really telling anybody where they were going to school. And we were like, you know, why don't you tell anybody where you go to school? And they were like, because the name sounds like a daycare. So she changed the name to Rivers Academy. So Rivers Academy is a school. It's definitely unique. It is a school where our students only go to school three days a week. So when you look at the time a student is in a school building, brick and mortar, or if they're, you know, on online or doing a homeschool with their parents or another, another private teacher, as far as when they are doing instruction and doing schoolwork, you know, the instruction part and learning something new when a teacher's in front of the classroom ends up being about 14 to 15 hours a week. You know, you take away the home economics, you take away the time walking from class to class, the lunchroom, the recess, you know, in the younger years. But the actual instruction part where teachers in front of the classroom, giving them information they haven't heard before, content that's new to them, not applying it, but just the instruction part. It's about 14 hours a week. So we took that and we divided that into three days, leaving Monday and Friday. Our students do not attend school, but they they come and get the instruction Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday from eight until 1230. So that's about, that is five classes for each student and each class is about 50 minutes long. So when our students are in class, from the time they walk in to the time they leave, the teacher is up instructing, instructing, or there is a very active class collaboration. There is peer-led debates, discussion, you know, Socratic seminars are huge for the literature department. So it's very active and it's done in a condensed amount of time. Because what we've seen is, I'm sure everyone will tell you, a lot of students need, you know, the five days a week. They need that structure Monday to Friday. But then there is a large chunk of students that don't. 
And so we are not a school for everybody. We understand that. This is not a dig at public schools or full-time private schools. I am a I am a product of full-time public school and think these teachers that are out there doing what they're doing for 40 hours a week, they deserve far, far more than we give them. Administrators as well. But if you can do it in a short amount of time, it is to bring balance back to students. You know, kids can only be kids once. And so the mm-hmm. fact that you can take them and put them in the classroom and let them have that time to give their full undivided attention. And then the rest of it is, is a little bit more to bring balance. So they're getting instruction Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from eight to 1230, five classes a day. And they know, okay, if I can make it to 1230, if I can pay attention until 1230, I've, I've got some me time. So we do not give an, an extended mm-hmm. amount of work on Mondays or Fridays. We don't say, okay, take this home and let your mom or dad pick up chemistry where, you know, we left off. It's not that way. It is we give them the instruction they need to understand the content Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and then they have homework. We are pretty homework heavy because we are not using class time in class to do homework. A lot of kids will come to me that have come from right. a big public school and they'll say, you know, Miss Cantor, I love having time, but I did not prepare for this much homework. And we just tell them it is your choice. You know, you've got the choice to do those homework from mm-hmm. Tuesday night, Wednesday night. You're going to be homework heavy because that's due the next day. But Thursday, you've got Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night and Monday night before it's due Tuesday. So you can take the homework and you can work ahead or you can work on time, you can have a heavy load on Tuesday or Wednesday, or you can do a little bit Monday to lighten the load. And so when you give kids that choice and that responsibility and hold them to those high standards of look, you've got a lot of freedom and flexibility at this school, but where we're gonna meet you, you're gonna have to meet us. And I think once we Mm -hmm. give kids those responsibilities, you know, I believe in letting students, you know, giving them a, a safeguard and, you know, he- helping them as much as they need with a transition like a school into Rivers Academy. But also kids want responsibility. I think, unfortunately, we, we're giving them less and less. You know, they get a ton with social media, whether they re- realize that's a responsibility or not. But when you say, look, guys, these are the standards we have. These are the this is how we operate. And these are the expectations. It's amazing what a kid will do when you hold them to those standards and give them that responsibility. And I think a school like Rivers Academy that gives them flexibility and responsibility in return of them only, you know, coming to school Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and them having the chance to be kids, I think they love it. Mm-hmm. And so it's worked really well for us. Wow. And so I think that actually teaches time management too. You talked about the balancing act, but it also teaches, you know, hey, if you have this a set amount of homework, you know, you kind of have to be self-guiding and diligent to get it done by that due date. So that's good too. Yeah. That's one of the things I think that happens so organically. Like when we sat down and said, okay, what, what does our student look like? Cause it was a several year learning curve of, all right, we'll take everybody. We want every student to be able to, you know, be at rivers. And that just, it, it doesn't work. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have some students who just, you know, like I said, they need that five hour, you know, the five day a week. And so, but one thing we did see, you know, just happen organically was students even as young as fifth grade, that time management and organization are probably the two biggest skills that all students, doesn't matter if they're a, you know, a 4.0 student 
or a 3.0 student or a 2.8 student. Every student here has to learn time, and man, time management and organization. If they don't come with it, they learn it really quick. And mm -hmm. so that is why our students have been so successful at college. We keep tabs on our students once they leave. You know, they come back without even, you know, an invitation, which is great. We want them to feel like this is always their home. And so when they come back or when we reach out to them after their freshman year of college, one of the first things we hear is, you know, I didn't struggle as much. I didn't have to worry about trying to prioritize when I was going to study. I, you know, organically, I just, I just, it was natural to me to have a, a calendar and to keep tabs of when things were due and write down my tests. And so I think that's something that we didn't plan on, but I would say that's probably one of our biggest success stories is just the product of student and what students develop into mm -hmm. and how prepared for college they are because of that time management and organization skill that they learned without even knowing they're learning it being a student. here. That's great. That is really great. And so I know that you kind of started out as a language arts teacher. And can you just talk about how you kind of went through your journey of becoming a co-owner and a principal? Sure. It's been a wild ride for sure. But <laughs> it was something it's it's actually really funny when I tell this story, because when I go back to my college friends and, I, you know, they find out that I'm a principal of school or co-owner, they're like, no way. <laughs> So I actually went to school. I went to University of North Georgia to become a teacher. And mm -hmm. so I was there and they have a phenomenal program. Once again, this is not a dig to their program, but I just felt like there was this box that they were saying, okay, if you're going to be a teacher, this is what you have to teach out of. And I remember thinking like, man, all of my favorite teachers were the one that blew that box up, man. Mm -hmm. I remember the teachers that stood on the desk and sang. I remember the teachers that would rap you know, prepositions to us. I remember the teachers who would, you know, sneak us out into the recess, you know, the recess playground to do math when we really weren't supposed to. And mm -hmm. so I didn't feel like I could be that teacher within that box. Mm -hmm. So I actually changed my major to, to be English degree with a concentration in writing and publication because I've always loved writing. And I was like, listen, if I can't reach kids through teaching, I want to read them, reach them through writing motivational novels and maybe even be an inspirational, an inspirational motivational speaker one day. So I got my English degree. Um, there's not a whole lot of jobs waiting for you when you, when you get out of school with an English degree, which you know, kind of was a shocker. Mm -hmm. So I had a friend that contacted me and said, look, there's a private school in Alpharetta that's been started. It's crazy when I tell you about it because there's not a lot of days these kids go to school. You know, it's, it's wild, but just come give it a try. And this friend knew that I had just graduated with an English degree and that's what they needed. The founder actually also was teaching English at the time. The school just got, you know, was anticipated growth so much that they wanted, she wanted to get out of the classroom to prepare for that. So I went, you know, the owner was the founder of the school and the owner at that time was, you know, really energetic, had a great vision for what she wanted the school to be like. And I was all in. And so I got there and totally dug what they were able to do with kids and this balance that they brought to their life and just how much we stressed, like, you know, making it a place where they felt welcome. And mm -hmm. so I just, I was able, I didn't have a spouse at the time. I didn't have kids. And I was like, look, I love what the school is doing. Give me more, give me more. And I would plan a field trip and then I would start training teachers. And then I started doing admissions. And so the, the founder of the school, I got really close to her and kind of just shadowed her for a long time. And she had mentioned, you know, I want you to own this place one day to, and to me, that was just like, I'm all in like, yes, I was like a dog with a bone, like, yes, let's do it. Let's do it. 
So as I, you know, got married and talked to my husband about what I wanted, he knew that was a goal of mine. And I went and got my master's. At that time with the school, I was the director of admissions and teacher liaison. And so I just loved anything that I could do for the school. I picked it up and I was like, all right, I want to go further with my degree. And so I got a master's in educational leadership. I was able to do that in 11 months because I found a program that kind of went, each class was like a Maymester. Looking back now, I probably couldn't do that again if you paid me a million dollars, but I think I aged seven years within that year, but I got it done. Yes. Then I, be- I became the principal. When we started that, you know, we started that conversation between the, the owner of the school and she was about to open up the second campus in Atlanta. And so, you know, we started getting serious about the conversations and then I actually partnered up with a phenomenal woman named Debbie Beasley. And it was kind of like, we, you know, everyone that meets us says that we're the yin and yang to each other. She's mm-hmm. a brilliant businesswoman, great with HR and just all the financials. And I brought the component of just knowing the school and knowing the students and the teachers and the staff. And so we partnered up and then in June of 2018, we bought the school. And so I'm in my fifth year of being principal. And I think this is my third or fourth year co-owner. Yeah, there was a couple years, you know, that little thing we had called the pandemic that kind of took some time. And I don't know if I blacked out. It's a little, time ran yeah, it's a little far, blizzy. Yes, <laughs> yeah, a little, it's a little blurry. Yeah, a little blurry for sure. So, yeah. And, you know, she's, she and I are co-owners. And it's crazy because if you would have told us, you know, in 2018, we'd have one good full school year, normal school year under our belt. And then we hit this thing called the pandemic and COVID, but it was great. I mean, I can't imagine going through this journey with anyone else. I think our staff is incredible. I am truly humbled by just coming in here every day and getting to work with the educators I do. If there is anything I can say about our school, it is that every student is welcome. And these teachers are some of the best that are out there. They put 110% into their job and they also can do that because they're not here 40 hours a week. You got to get balance. You have to have balance to perform your best. And I think that's a cool thing that we wanted for our students. And we actually realized like, oh my gosh, we're actually doing it for our staff too, you know? So that's really cool. That is amazing. And so I kind of want to switch gears because some Congratulations are definitely in order for you. So last year, you were able to receive the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce Women Influencing Business Award and receive the Rising Star Award. And so can you just kind of tell us about what that meant for you? You know, you were early in your ownership or co-ownership of Rivers Academy. And so to get recognized by, you know, the Chamber of Commerce, how was that? How was that for you? Yeah, I will never forget that day. I actually came in from maternity leave. I just had my daughter, Margot, and I think I had only been here maybe for three days and I get this phone call and they tell me that I was nominated. And I just remember like saying, for what? What again? What did you say? (laughs) And they told me, and I remember running to my business partner and I was like, did you do this? Like, what happened? What's going on? This is incredible. Because I do, I see myself as a principal and absolutely do I do business stuff all the time. I think business minded and, but I I never just thought of putting myself on the same playing field as these other women. I mean, the, the other women that were nominated, just, I just was in awe. And so then 
my co-owner was like, yeah, actually somebody, you know, had nominated you and we, you know, I saw it through and got the teachers to, to write on your behalf. And then they, the team that reviewed the application read me some of the quotes. And I remember just sitting at my desk crying and being like, is this real life? Like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Little things that I never even, you know, that I did because I enjoyed it. These teachers recognized. And so I think above the recognition was great. The award was great. Getting to do the podcast was incredible. I felt definitely felt very honored to be so young. I will say so young many times in this, in this podcast, because I'm going to just put that in the universe. It was so young, but just to be nominated with the women I was, but to also hear what my, what the, the teachers at Rivers wrote about me it was just humbling. And it was just something I will never forget that day. I will never forget winning. And they called and said, you know, you have won. And I was like, wait, like one, like I'm, I'm nominated. And she said, no, Jennifer, you won the award with another woman. We've never had a tie, but you know, we read through everything that they sent on your behalf and we just had to have you. And I just remember calling my parents. I think I called my parents first and I was like, you're not going to believe this. And so I did the podcast and I remember my husband was watching the podcast and my parents were watching the podcast because we couldn't do the, the, you know, the original ceremony like they did because of COVID. Right. Mm -hmm. But I just remember feeling so proud. And I think that's one thing that women need to do. Like we have so many hats that we wear and we have so much that we have to get done that we very often can move along just to the next thing without taking a second to be like, Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, I did that. I did that. I yeah. did that. Yes, I did that. Mm-hmm. And it's been hard. But so that was something I definitely reveled in it for, for quite some time. But I was very proud and very honored. And I'm actually working on the team to select the the, the winners for this year. Oh, I'm that's re- exciting. Yeah, I'm reviewing applications. So it's really cool, really cool to see that come back full circle. Well, that is exciting. Well, I'm so glad that we got to hear about your journey and about that amazing nomination and award. And so is there anything else you would like to share with our audience today? And how can, you know, future students get in contact or parents, how can they get in contact with you to see if Rivers Academy would work for their children? Yes. So one of my favorite parts about my job, other than getting to hang out with students all day, is admissions. I love getting to talk about the school. The school has given me so much. You know, this school has provided so much for me and just for our students and our staff and the community. I love getting the point to share about it. And so we have tours all year long. I had mentioned another school earlier, so they have broken off. We are the only Rivers Academy that that exists now. So when we purchase the school, we purchase the brand. So Rivers Academy is an Alpharetta. We serve over 200, about 235 families this year. Last year we had 266. So we have, you know, some, some room to grow back up to that number. We had a huge graduating class. So we do a ton of admissions tours throughout the school year. And we have a couple coming up, but if you go to our Rivers Academy website at www.riversacademy.com, we have an admissions tab and you can fill out an inquiry and you can get in there and give us, put your information in and we will give you a personalized call. We have either Krista calls or I call. Krista Gibbons is our admissions coordinator. And so she will call and just give you the rundown, make sure this is something that you're interested in and a fit for your student and for you guys as a family. And then we get you set up on a tour and you can come. And the tour is great because it gives you a student's perspective also. Sure, I'm going to say great things about the school, but it's really a great chance to hear from our student ambassadors 
and they give you the full the full-on student perspective they tell you about homework they tell your student what it's like to be a student here interactions with teachers so i always say if you can bring your student to that tour it's a great opportunity to see it from their perspective but we do a tour answer questions give you a tour of the campus and that's a great way to do it but if the tour dates don't work for you we can set something up and get you in here one-on-one because that's that's the one thing i would share we often you know make these decisions for our students and just do what seems you know to be the traditional fit and some students Mm -hmm. just need a non-traditional school environment Mm -hmm. and you know a a lot of people out there think rivers academy is only for the athlete athlete or acting or you know performing artists and that's not the case we have a good chunk of students who are here because they were tired of being one in 33 in a classroom They just Mm -hmm. needed something different. So if you are looking for a school that is different than what your student has participated in up to this point, you want some time back, you want some balance back, you want to be able to take your kid to soccer, but still get at the dinner table at six o'clock to eat as a family. And you want to give them a chance to have some balance and just some time to be a kid, time to run around with the neighbors or go out and shoot basketball with their older siblings then give us a call. We're, we, we love to serve our students. We love to be a place for a community, for a family and a student. So you can find us at the website, riversacademy.com, or you can email me at jcantor at riversacademy.com, and I'd love to get you set up. So Jennifer, we just really want to thank you for your time today, and we're going to make sure to include links in our description box below for anyone who's interested in getting to know you and Rivers Academy. So for all of our guests, we'll see you on our next episode. Thank you and have a great day. 